drama, comedy, two sides of the same coin. Riverdale wasn't just a teen dramedy, it was a study in teenage angst, yearning, and nostalgia. They didn't know it when they started their journey, but Macintosh and Maude were on their way to a newfound obsession. Life's not like an Agatha Christie novel. It's a lot messier. Welcome to the doghouse. Season 2, Episode 1, Chapter 14, A Kiss Before Dying. Fred's life hangs in the balance following the shooting. Veronica's father arrives into town. Jughead and Betty question the gunman, gunman's true motives. I've been waiting two weeks to do this. I'm so excited that when I say episode blah, blah, blah it's not followed by the exact same chapter number. <laughs> nah, you know. I'd have been fine if it was a new book. That would have made sense. Let's recap the recap. All right. Betty makes a speech. Cheryl tries to kill herself. Then she starts a fire. FP's in jail. Jughead's a serpent. Hermione's scared of Hiram. Fred won't back down, but he got shot. (sighs) Yay. Our story continues. Uh, Hermione has a hangover. Veronica is lounging in bed in Archie's shirt. Uh... Alice, Alice is at her computer, and Betty is, looks like she's doing homework in her bed. And uh. Archie recklessly drives his dad to the hospital. <laughs> okay. The, Arch, Jughead brings up the point that Jubilee was supposed to change everything, mm-hmm. but it, it's all falling back into darkness. Let's talk about the most important thing here, which is Archie doesn't have a fucking driver's license. No. I like Jughead says, I don't believe in miracles usually, but it was a miracle that Archie got to the hospital without, without wrecking the car. How old are they? 15, 16. They're sophomores. Uh. <laughs> okay, not everybody gets a license, much less a learner's permit, the second they turn 15. I get it. Yeah. They act like they're 17, 18. They, oh, yeah. That's... There's so much seniors in high school at this point. Okay, let's be clear. They're not going to graduate from high school for a long time. On 90210, they redid their junior year so that they could stay in high school longer on the show. <laughs> I mean, it may have been their sophomore year. I don't know, but they repeated a year. Like, we... I just... Because they wanted them to stay in high school longer. It's going to happen. And that's... That's <laughs> fine. It's fine. But it really was like, do we really have to strain credulity that far? That That's, he doesn't have a driver's... Hey, you know what? That gives us a further... Hey, we wanted more teenage problems. Yeah, I guess. Not knowing how to drive is a teenage problem. <laughs> Especially when your dad is dying from a gut shot. And the ambulance doesn't get there fast enough. By the way, really funny that we just watch Reservoir Dogs and thinking, Oh, yeah, this this seems about the same. It's kind of funny. Just waiting for him to do the Tim Rob. I'm dying! No. <laughs> anyway. Miracle he got to the hospital. Uh, Archie is walking his dad into the hospital, dragging his dad in the hospital. Um, Major props to KJ Appa. And I'm going to say this throughout the whole episode, but... with I find with the exception of one scene, he really did all the heavy lifting, and he did a wonderful job in a way that they did not showcase him last season. No. So, good job, everybody. Uh... All right, so he's bringing him into the hospital. Okay, why... This is uh, this is a modern day hospital. Why are they dressed this way? The hospital staff. Uh, they've it's literally right out of the fifties. It looks like all the hospital staff from Masters of Sex. Yeah, 
It does. No, I, I wrote at some at some point. It was like, what the fuck are these people doing wearing 1935 hospital attire? I could okay the the hats on the nurses was just a bridge too far, and the collar on the doctors and the male attendants was just too much. I was fine with the color scheme, the silhouettes, great. I, it's fine to have that fifties callback, but you went too far. Just it made it a joke instead of a fun callback. Come on, guys, you can do better than that. You can do better. You know what they should have done is have that play in as Fred is fading in and out of consciousness. They could have done that because they they played with him having all these flashes, and that would have been interesting to have it go back and forth between old and modern, and that that could have been cool. That could have worked really well. But the thing is, there's a reason why nurses and doctors don't wear that kind of attire anymore. Especially in a, I mean, it is a small town hospital, but there's a reason why no matter where you are, it's scrubs because they need quick mobility to get wherever they need to go. Like sanitary. It's one of those things where I get the style of it. It's improved with the times. But practically, there's no reason why you should have done this. Eh. It just didn't. There was no reason to do it. Um, so Archie's following his dad uh, to, I guess, the emergency room at this point, and uh, the doctor stops him and says, you know, he's in shock, you can't go in. And through the glass, Archie is assuring Fred that he's there and everything's okay. It's just so sad. And Fred has a dream. Yeah, Fred is uh, having a, f- a hallucination, and he's hallucinating to the graduation, and the the four kids are standing there taking their picture, they're in the robe, Cheryl's in the background wearing a red <laughs> graduation robe. That makes sense for Cheryl. Totally makes sense for Cheryl. Um, and they're like, I can't, I can't believe we're here, I can't believe we made it, and the kids go, but you didn't make it. And Fred's like, what? And he goes, yeah, you didn't make it to this day, don't you remember? At Pops? So and then we see the the hooded gunman. The hooded gunman um, kind of comes into frame and shoots at Fred in the room. <sighs> we need we need a good name for these dreams. I just wrote the flashes. Uh, it's a hallucination. Oh, I was I, trying to find a fun fun thing to say, but we're um, not going to get it off the top of our heads right now. No, if it continues through the season, we'll have to come up with one. But for now, it's just a flash. That's true. Uh, then we cut to Alice and Betty having breakfast. This is one of my favorite Alice scenes ever. We get peak Alice. Okay. Alice she- is like serving Betty. She says, so what did, what did you and your friends do after the Jubilee? And Betty's like, well, we went to Pops and we had milkshakes. And then me and Jughead went back to FP's trailer. If that beanie wearing cat defiled you, at least tell me you were safe. That was exactly what Alice says. Let's be, Betty's being very, very aloof in this scene. It's great. Well, she's so immune to her mom's crazy. She really is, which is wonderful. Especially after what happened last she season. Goes, she goes, no, mom. We almost did until we were interrupted by serpents. And during this, Alice has decided she comes down, she turns okay, back, and she goes, what? <laughs> At the serpents. She goes, I knew it. I knew Jughead would follow in the footstep of his father. And then and then Betty gets a phone call and she goes, if that's Snake Pliskin, you better block him right now. <laughs> I had to it's, explain that one to you. I, I haven't seen Escape from New York. Leave me alone. Here, I'm going to dig she up says, a picture. block him. And then she goes, no, it's Archie. You should block him too. Uh, v is, uh, we cut to V. Uh, she is walking around in Archie's shirt in her underwear. She's got a plate with a pastry and then she's got a most in her hand and she's walking to her table and Hermione is extremely tense she goes 
what is that? And Veronica is just like, oh, you know, it's just, uh, it's the uh, such and such from Dean and DeLuca, which is a ridiculously overpriced coffee shop in New York. Also, did she, say, did she say Bean and Beluga? No, I think she said Dean and DeLuca. I don't know. They could have said Bean and Beluga because <laughs> in they In which case, that's amazing. I didn't even think about it being Dean and DeLuca. It's horrible. I think it read Bean and Beluga, which I was like, what is that? <laughs> They just need to stop with the crappy puns. I know. Because I know. everybody knows what they're actually saying, and I understand that they want to try and keep... They don't want, you know, Veronica wearing, you know, super overly expensive clothes. And she wears a lot of Ted Baker, I know that. But it's just... Come on. This is stupid. You don't have to make references to make her character good. <clears throat> Y'all are doing, like, a crappy version of Gossip Girl with Veronica. Just go all in. People will be entertained by it. <laughs> Anyways... Um, Hermione's like, no, that other thing in your hand. Oh, it's a mimosa. There was a bottle of, of champagne just waiting to be popped. Hermione's like, that's Cristal. That was for your father. Mm-hmm. And Veronica's just not having it with her mom. So she gets a call. And she's like, I have to take this. And Hermione's like, oh, was that your house guest last night? <laughs> Hermione totally knows what's up. Um, and she gets a call. And we know it's Betty. And then we cut to Jughead. And Jughead gets a call from Betty. And then Jughead goes outside. And with a little bit too much magician flair. <laughs> reveals a motorcycle. Because, of course, we're going to give the bad boy a motorcycle. <laughs> what else are we going to do? I mean, I'm just waiting for the episode where he gets a tattoo. <laughs> The problem is, is he's just too adorable on the he, motorcycle. He, well, then they give him a helmet with a crown scratched into it instead of a logo. And I'm like, I need that in my life. Uh, it's so good. I'm a sucker for a crown logo. Especially just, when it's juggy. This is adorable. <laughs> but then he hops on the motorcycle and runs away. <sighs> okay. I'm just going to accept it because it's fun. I liked it, but, you know. I'm fine. There was the magician flair of revealing the motorcycles. That's too went, much. He went full David Copperfield. Exactly. That, that part was too much. <laughs> uh, uh, Betty and her parents are, you know, arriving at the hospital. And, you know, and she, she meets up with Jughead and Veronica. And then they see Archie pacing. And he is just covered in blood. Cake everywhere. Yeah, it's everywhere, and his cast is disgusting. But also, so cute. Jughead's got a crown on there, Betty Betty's signed it. And it's just, it's funny because we know he actually broke his arm. They were really bad with the whole cast thing this episode. Okay. Um, so then they're kind of asking him about it, and, and he just starts hesitating. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Jughead says, you know, man, you know, first Cheryl and now your dad, you're going to need a superhero name, um, pure heart, the powerful, um, Hermione comes up, it's like, hey, have you talked to your mom? Um, they're being, they're, they're, the parents are doing the parent thing. Yeah. Everybody's which, doing their thing. Everyone's doing the, the good, responsible parent thing. So I do like, nice. and I do like the opening of the scene as like everybody starts to converge in yeah. at the same time at the hospital. They kind of all, all show up all at once. Neat shot. Yeah. Um, and Archie's like, no, I'll, I'll, I'll go, I'll go call her now. And so he gets some leaves and then Alice starts eyeing Jughead and Jughead's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) 
And I was just like, I don't know, maybe one of your Southside associates had something to do with this. <laughs> and I, just as she stares, Betty immediately goes, Mom! Do not start this. <laughs> Jack goes, at least you can't blame my dad. <laughs> he was like, couldn't have been a dad, he's in jail. And then I just wrote up to that, bitch. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> That's what he's muttering under his breath. And then Veronica just can't with it. Just can't handle this. And then she leans, like, literally leans her head. On Betty. On Betty's shoulder. Archie's calling his mom. Oh, this one was hard. This one really made me cry. Like, really made me start to cry. KJ, you got me. You got you a good Two job. or three different times this episode, and this was one of them. What gets me is he calls his mom. He goes, how, mom, how are you? He is on autopilot. This is mm-hmm. what he's used to doing. And, she, of course, we, we don't hear her side of the conversation, but it's, you know, how are you? And he goes, we're good. Um, actually, we're in trouble here, and I think you should get here in case we have to say goodbye. He, he explains in there what's happened. Yeah. It's harsh. I, I just watched this and was like, wow, he, he got the heavy lifting. All yeah. of this episode is him. And it's it's good stuff. Yeah, especially things like once I had to call my parents to tell them that I was in a car accident while they were out of town, and my sisters were in the car. It was mm. like everyone was fine, everything was fine, but like having to make that phone call is horrible. It's not even remotely the same, but it's like I get that whole like. Well, no, but yeah, the, the like, emotion and the yeah, shock you, and when all you that call stuff somebody together. with not good news, that's ugh, so bad. Mm. Then we get Riverdale. Mm-hmm. And then we got a commercial because we're on the CW app. Yeah, so so we're used to we we were watching this on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Had no breaks in between, so we're just furiously going at it. And we'd pause it occasionally so we could catch up to everything. But now we get the commercial breaks, and we're like, ah. <sighs> it was really nice. We were like, you know, maybe there is a good thing about having a commercial in mm-hmm. there. <laughs> and we actually watched a few of them, so, so you know. Good job, CW. You got us to watch a commercial. So yeah, for, for anybody who's annoyed about the ads, just know that your friendly podcasters here are very much appreciative of them. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm going to be okay with this going forward. But the uh, sheriff arrives sheriff, after the break. Yeah, sh- uh, sheriff shows up. He goes to Archie. He's like, "Hey, you know, let's talk." And Jughead says, "Hey, can I come along?" Sheriff doesn't want him to call him. And Archie's like, "Yeah, that'd be great." Archie wants Jughead there, so they go off into I assume a cafeteria and Archie's explaining what the gentleman the shooter looks like you know he's about 5'10 160 pounds he wore a a hood oh you mean a ski mask no it was a hood that he cut the eyes out of um, Archie was very adamant about that. He's got um, green he's eyes. Got green sheriff, eyes. sheriff pokes at you know was there anything on the jacket and Jacket's like you mean a snake no no marks no snake um, Sheriff says, you know, Pop has a pretty good idea what was going on until your dad was shot and then things are kind of fuzzy. Um, and Archie's saying, well, after he shot my, after shot my dad and, and he starts hesitating again and he's, he's telling a story and Jughead's looking at him. Jughead knows he's not telling the whole truth. Yeah. And, the sh- you know, they ask, okay, do you, do you know if there was a, um, Oh, we're talking about the part where Archie's hesitating and asks who did this. Do you have any leads? And the yeah. sheriff says, I, I don't think so. Maybe he was on meth or the Jingle Jangle, um, which is an Archie song reference. <laughs> That's what it is. But apparently in this world, Jingle Jangle is drugs, which I love. Please let that be their oh meth. Oh, my God. Um, probably heroin. That's pro- it's probably heroin. Since they did say meth. 
They said meth, and that yeah, it's probably heroin or some like K or some homemade drug. Wow, like bath salts. I didn't so even think some about nonsense that. like that. Jingle jangle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jughead asked, "Well, what if robbery wasn't the motive? Um, you know, was maybe there's and." Sheriff says, well, do you know anybody who'd have a, a grudge against Fred? Or, you know, your dad. Yeah, it's just like, it's too it's too early to tell anything. Nobody knows. We just can't figure it out from there. Sheriff Keller is an incompetent fool. <laughs> like, let's just be clear. He's not a good sheriff. No. We proved that last season. He needs a deputy. He needs a foolhardy deputy. <laughs> That's what I want. Like. Is Andy Griffithness? Yes. Uh, okay, so then we cut to Veronica and Betty are talking in the waiting room, and Veronica says, there are many things that Veronica Lodge is good at. Makeovers, party planning, turning vintage bonbons into bonbons. Gross. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, comforting a boyfriend, grief, those those aren't, you know, the old Veronica would have bolted by now. And uh, Betty's like, you know, it'll be fine. You can do this. Uh, and then we cut back to Archie and Jughead are coming back from wherever they were talking to the sheriff. And Jughead's like, what are you hiding? What are you not telling the sheriff? And Archie explains to Jughead what happened with firing the serpents. Yeah. And Jughead says, okay, I am going to go see what I can find out. And then they hug and he goes, thanks, bro. That was too far. What? Archie hugs Jughead and says, thanks, bro. You don't say thanks, bro, to Jughead. He's, I mean, he's your brother, but don't call him bro. Okay. It's too much. Okay. Archie. Yeah. Just watched his dad get shot in the gut. I'm, I'm aware of what it's I'm going to forgive anything Archie says right now. <laughs> I I can't forgive the bro. He just, <laughs> said, bros. He, he just said man. Thanks, man. Or thanks, no, Jug. No, the bro. Thanks, Jug. No. Bro. No bro douche hug. Bro. No bro douche hugs. Bro. <laughs> anyway, the doctor shows up. Doctor show- updates Archie. Fred is out of surgery, um, but he's not breathing on his own. I can't take this guy seriously. No. I can't take anything this doctor says seriously in the scene. Because what he's wearing is horrible. I feel so bad for the actor. Yeah. Who's doing... I mean, he's not a great gravitas doctor anyway. But neither's the neither's the character. It's fine. The, the, the costume is not. But he's not breathing on his own. He's not putting on his own, and Archie's like, you know, okay, I want to see him. And he says, no, you can't until we get him situated. And Archie's like, so what am I supposed to do until then? Wait around and do nothing? He's acting, he's acting like his dad. Harumph. And Veronica says, maybe you should go home, change some clothes. And Archie's like, no. And the nurse comes up and is like, hey, here's all your dad's stuff. It's everything that was with him. And then Betty goes, see, you can you can go home. Uh, you can get change of clothes for your dad. You can get, get him what he needs. And then Alice comes because your dad is of strong stuck. Uh, st- stuck. Stock. Ugh. There's so many things going on. Your dad is strong stock. And it was nice to see Alice be encouraging about the Andrews because she's such a bitch about them. <laughs> He's a fighter. And he doesn't... This was one interesting. He does. He wouldn't go away without unfinished business. Yes. Which is like, what unfinished business? What is this unfinishedness that Art, that Fred has going on? That Alice apparently knows about. Alice knows everything. That's true. So. Alice does know everything. But it was it was nice to see Alice being supportive of the Andrews. Oh yeah. Like she cannot. She hates everybody. 
That's true. But it, it's, it was nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fred has another dream. He has another dream. Um, we are in the construction trailer. And Fred is like, it's, something's not right. It's, it's, I can't, I, you know, I can't go yet. And Archie is wearing a shirt that says Andrews and Sons. Mm-hmm. And he's like, come on, dad, you know, you can't change your mind now. And Fred's like, it's too soon. It doesn't feel right. And there's pounding on the trailer. It's like uncle Oscar and grandpa Artie are out there. And Fred's like, what? They're dead. Bang, 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 bang. bang. And then cut to somebody's flicking the IV. Oh yeah. I was like, nice touch. Yeah. It's getting progressively more Twin Peaks. I like it. It's okay. I'm all about that. I'm good for it. We cut to Archie and Veronica arrive at, at the Andrews home, and Vegas comes in. Hey, it's Vegas! I love Vegas. And Archie's like, oh, man, nobody's walked you today. Come on, let's go. And Veronica's like, uh, what are you doing? You look you like you're in a teen, teen reboot of The Shining. <laughs> that was a nice one. <laughs> um, she's like, you need to change. And he's just like, I'll, I'll go walk him. And Veronica, <laughs> Archie says... Veronica, have you ever walked a dog in your life? Veronica says, I've had dogs walked. Does that I've count? Had, have a dog's walked for me? <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't count. So Archie takes off his bloody Letterman jacket. And but he off. still has the bloody Yeah, he just changes his... It, it's fine. He doesn't look quite as menacing with just the, with the sweatshirt on. And so then we get another little Archie story about Vegas. I love it whenever he tells a story about himself. He refers to him as Little Archie. Which was a a comic, and it's just so cute. I love it. That makes me happy. So he talks about Vegas. And how when he he wanted the dog so bad, and Fred's like, this is going to be your responsibility. you got to walk him. you got to feed him. you got to take him to the vet. And And Veronica goes, and he's like, so I did. I did it every day. And Veronica's like, that's the cutest origin story ever. Mm -hmm. And he's like, but honestly, no one loves Vegas more than my dad. Because he, when I get home late from football practice, he's already walked him on Saturdays in the morning. He walks him so I can sleep in. Okay, this wouldn't have gotten to me except for his acting. His face. so good. It's written earnest all over his face in this moment. I was like, oh, man. (laughs) He feels bad for his dog if his dad dies. (laughs) Like, my dad loves you the most. (laughs) Like... It's so sad. And Veronica just breaks down crying like the rest of us. Yeah, it was so sweet. Damn it, Archie. Ugh. You're not a total douchebag. He he was never a total douche. He had his stupid boy moments, for sure. Oh, drunk Archie. Drunk Archie's still the best. More drunk Archie. (laughs) So now we see Tall Boy. Okay, Tall Boy and Hot Dog. Hot Dog's the other guy's name? Um, 90% 90% I thought sure Hot Dog was the dog's name. I think it's what they're calling the person. Uh, well, they... They they haven't revealed enough. The dog's name is he Hot was, Dog. He was previously billed as Sweet Pea, but Sweet Pea's now a different actor who's going to show up later. Okay. Well, I don't think that guy's name is Hot Dog, because Hot Dog... <coughs> Mm-hmm. Hot dog is an actual dog. Okay, well, hot dog's Archie owner, <laughs> tall boy, and hot dog's owner, <laughs> hot dog bun. That's his name. <laughs> his name is hot dog bun. Um, they've shown up uh, to talk with Jughead, and they're like, "Hey, we were nervous when you said come to the hospital." Um, and Jughead's like, "Look, you guys know every hidey hole in town. You guys, I need you guys to figure out if 
if somebody had something to do with this. You said you'd give me protection. Does that courtesy extend to somebody I consider a brother and my it, surrogate dad? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, right? Jughead's making good on his, his serpent connections. Stop here for a second. Mm-hmm. Do we think Tallboy's the killer? No. I squinted so hard to see if his eyes were green. No. Because the face is very similar... I okay. I think he's a I huge think, red herring. Yes, I think all of the obvious answers can be explained away as red herrings now. And that's fair. That's fair. But I think they're definitely playing into that, knowing full well that we are going to think, oh, it could be that guy or that guy, or maybe it's that guy in the background, maybe it's that dude. Oh, it's all these people we already know. Like I feel like we are going to meet them as. A plain old person, and then we will figure out that they're the killer. Well, we're gonna have to see the green eyes. That's what's gonna give. Correct. It the green eyes are gonna be the thing that flashes, and Archie goes, <laughs> "Yeah, it's him. It's him." Okay. Okay. So but in the meantime, the meantime Archie is Archie. getting beefy clean. That's what I put there. Beefy clean. No. Uh-huh. It's great. So we're back at the Andrews house, and Archie's in the shower with his cast on, with no plastic wrap on it. That he's had that cast for maybe two days, maybe. In their timeline, he's had that cast for maybe two days, okay. which means that if it gets wet, his hand is, like, fucked even more. But you know what? You know what the writers can say? His dad just got shot in the gut. False. Because he does not get that cast redone this episode. He's at the hospital all the time. They could have had a nurse say, hey, let's, let's get your cast fixed up. Let's redo that. Let's get that fixed for you. While he's in, while he's there. That could just be a nice little background. I love it when they do shit like that. Because you're like, oh yes, this takes place in reality. To a degree. It's television. It's fair. Oh. <laughs> okay, that bugs me. So he's in the shower. And V comes up. And she knocks on the door. And she goes, hey Archie, are you okay? And he goes, yeah. Then she decides, come in. Then she decides to take off all her clothes. Except <laughs> for her pearls. And then she gets in the shower. And her have- pearls. What the fuck is she doing wearing her pearls into the shower? <laughs> she's in control. She, she's she got her power. That's It's stupid. Stupid. Everyone eye rolled. I am not the only person who thinks this is ridiculous. Fine. What a dumb scene. <laughs> so then they're, they're making out and they're having some sexy time in the shower. There's a lot of argument, arguing going back and forth about whether or not they actually had sex. And then is, is shower sex good or not? <laughs> is it worth it? She got all of her expensive makeup messed up for that. It's just really funny. I don't really care. They had naked sexy time in the shower. And she was trying to comfort her boyfriend. She has admitted she is bad at the comfort thing. This is an easy way to comfort somebody during their grief. And he was smiling, so he didn't not enjoy it. I honestly don't have a problem with it. <clears throat> Except I, for the fact that they're 16 years old. I don't have a problem with it. As long as they're practicing safe sex, I don't care. Well, they're clearly not in the shower. We, we don't know. <laughs> she could be on the pill. What are you doing? Kevin Keller and Betty are talking at the hospital. Yes. And Kevin is like, as much as we care about Fred Andrews. <laughs> so good. Uh, and we should we are thinking about him. I would also be remiss if I didn't ask about... We did At least if you're thinking that, we did. <laughs> That's Betty. <laughs> oh, Betty. It's like, we didn't... She's saying... She's telling them that we didn't have sex. Yeah. He told me he loves me. 
Jughead Jones Shug- totally loves you. Mr. I'm weird. I'm a weirdo. <laughs> That's everybody's favorite Jughead meme, and I really do love that they referenced that in the show. Oh, Kevin Keller. Uh, and then things got Compli- weird. Complicated. <laughs> they both say it at the same time. In my boyfriend may be a serpent way. To which Kevin's like, did you not learn anything about me and Joaquin? He's like, uh-uh, no. He starts to shut it down. And Betty's like, well, he wasn't all bad. And Kevin's like, yeah, when he wasn't burying bodies in Sweetwater River and mopping up blood. And then who shows up? <laughs> well, okay. So oh. Kevin is clearly not happy about this whole Joaquin thing. No. He's angry, and he's trying to look out for his girl, Betty. So then they see, what the... And Cheryl's there. It's Cheryl time. It's Cheryl time walks in, and Cheryl is so amazing that she gets a slow-mo intro intro with her hair flip, which is, like, amazing. (laughs) She's still wearing that fucking white dress, which I don't understand. But those shoes... I want her fucking shoes. Well, she lit the house on fire in the white dress, and now she's still wearing it from the next That dress is still horrible. It's horrible. But those shoes are amazing. (laughs) I need to... Okay. Somebody on the internet tell me what shoes she's wearing, because they're gorgeous from what I saw. Uh, No emotion. She's completely flat. Mm -hmm. So, they go find her, and they're like... And Cheryl's like, haven't you heard... There was a fire at Thornhill, and I may have died had it not been for Mommy's heroics. Now, we we didn't mention what she's doing there and who she's with, because on a gurney is what appears to be some type of a burnt mummy. Yes, that's her burnt mother. Which is her mom. Yeah. And then uh, Kevin goes, oh my god, is this the apocalypse? <laughs> I love you, Kevin Keller. Good job, Casey Cott. And Cheryl... Just, I mean, she's told them this lie that, you know, the fire, that uh, they think the fire, you know, got started by a candle knocking over or getting a curtain. I was asleep after my ordeal at Sweetwater River. Yes. And uh, uh, my mother suffered third degree burns and acute smoke inhalation. Stop. (laughs) Creepy smile. Creepy smile. What are you two doing here? (laughs) Yeah. Creepy. Nice. Awesome. Love it. Yes. I love Cheryl. Good stuff. She's my favorite character. Great job, Madeline Pudge. <laughs> yeah, she's doing great. Uh, we go back to the Andrews house, and uh, Veronica's taken all of the stuff out of Fred's bag, and she's laid it all out. It's like, is, is that okay? And I really would have been like, no, it's really not, Veronica. She's she's doing that thing where she doesn't know how to help, so like it's like when people just start cleaning things. And I get it, but like, yeah, maybe not. Okay, just give her... I'm going to give her a pass on this, okay? I know. Um, and Archie's like, uh, where's his wallet? Um, you know, that's the, that's the most important thing in the world to him. It would have been in his jacket pocket. Do we really think it's the most important thing in the world to his dad? I don't think so. I think he's spiraling. I I know it would be interesting to find out what's in his wallet that's so important to him. Aside, you know, of course you, you want your wallet. It's got your license and your credit cards and cash, but... There's something in that wallet that is of sentimental value that Archie knows about. And maybe he doesn't know exactly what it is, but he knows there's something that's super important. No, I, th- I think we get the actual reason later, but for oh, for God. Archie. But also, I was like, I don't know that this is necessarily Fred's treasured possession as much as he's freaking the fuck out. Yeah, Archie's freaking out and he's being really rude to Veronica and he's just like, why don't you go? What are you even doing here? I didn't ask you. I didn't want to come home. I didn't want to come home. I didn't want to do this. Why don't you just leave? Just leave. And Veronica is 
rightfully getting upset and she turns and she starts to go and then she stops and she kind of like recomposes herself and then she turns around and she goes no and Archie is starting to cry and he's like what she goes no I'm I'm not gonna leave you shouldn't be alone I know you're upset then Archie's full-on crying and she's comforting him like she's giving him a hug can we do a slow golf clap for Camilla she did good this This was was great this this was that was great that that face that turn she which is a moment where you have to do all the work without any words and the delivery also the delivery her delivery of the line do you really want me to go yeah choking up and still choking up as she turns back around. She she did a lot better. Purchase right. She in the did. Mind. She's good. It's good. Thanks. It's it's getting it's I love getting it. better. I love it. Okay. We give awesome her that credit. i I still stand by everything I said in season one about her. <laughs> Commercial break. Uh, <laughs> and then Archie gets the call from the sheriff and he wants him to come do a lineup. Sheriff is terrible. This, uh, this is too soon to be doing that. It's a minor child. There should be an adult present it, with him. It's, yeah, he's just like, we should have gotten an adult, so it should probably be Alice Cooper, which I understand why he wouldn't want her there, because she's the worst person in the world. But, or just wait for his freaking mom to show up. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just ridiculous. So there's a lineup of six guys, and as each one is coming up, Archie's having flashes to the shooter. Yep. And we're def- we definitively find out that the shooter from these flashbacks actually put the gun up to Archie's head. Yes. So we know that that's part of what he hasn't told anybody else. Um, then we flash back into the hospital and Veronica's there explaining what Archie's doing to Betty and Veronica. <laughs> and just Betty, Betty. Betty and Jughead. Betty's just looking like, Archie's where? Like, this, we should go be with him. And <laughs> he's like, the hell? <laughs> tells, like, hey, I need you guys to do a favor. Can you go to Pops and look for Fred's wallet? It's like a big deal. And... Jughead is starting to get suspicious. He's like... Yeah, um, well, oh, Betty says, well, if, it, if they took his wallet, they probably just took the cash and threw the wallet. And Jughead is like, unless robbery wasn't the motive. And he's like, people have grudges. You know, fathers are killing sons here. I mean, come on. It's not out of the realm of possibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, Betty, and then Betty jumps back in and is like, or... His wallet's just a pops. So we'll go check. <laughs> <laughs> I like how Betty's just like, let's just be reasonable here. Okay, people. Oh, love it. Thank love you, Betty. It. Someone needs Always to be bring it. even-headed. Always brings it right yeah. back there. And then we see Hermione kind of dart away she, down the hall. She walks down the hall. And Veronica gets angry face. Angry face. Mama. And then we go outside. And Betty goes, a motorcycle. And she's like, uh, I don't know. And Jughead's like, well, we could walk or take the bus call your mom oh no grabs the helmet <laughs> it's on but he's like just go slow jack is like actually it's 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 safer to go fast so it's you better way, hold on tight way more dangerous if we go slow she grabs on they drive away still adorable jughead is being way cartoony he's being more he's being comic book jughead he's comic book jughead I in this episode it. and it's great it's a nice change i like that with Archie being super dark for this episode that they made Jughead be lighter. Makes sense. It's a nice balance. Well, and what's good is they're playing on the comic book tropes, Mm -hmm. but they're not taking anything away from the the actual character of Jughead no. anyway. That's that's the best part of that writing. It's not like they just cartooned him up. Jughead's always going to be dark and brooding, but it doesn't mean he's not without a sense of humor. And so they... And, and he's with Betty, and Betty makes him better and happy. But I think that's part of the fun, is, like, 
if they want to make these characters light and fun, all they have to do is go back to the source material. Sure. Oh, yeah. It's kind of fun. Hermione is praying in the chapel. And Veronica has come, and she says, what are we praying for? Fred's speedy recovery or quick death? Veronica's just like, excuse me? Veronica's gone right in, and she's just like, you know... Uh, there's a possibility that this was a hit out on Fred and, you know, thinking about who's the most likely person to do that. And I was like, you wanted, and, and Hermione's like, you really think your father would do that? She goes, not him, you, I don't think you're an innocent pawn. I think you're his eyes and ears. Hermione makes this look of like, do you genuinely believe that? If the Manila Blahnik fits. So Hermione gets up and she goes, your disrespect will no longer be tolerated. Get back in line with this family. You're a lodge before anything else. And then she says, I would slap you for what you're insinuating, but I'm not a violent person. She walks out. Okay. Marisol Nichols, you did, you are amazing in this scene. Mm-hmm. Cause she's just like, oh bitch. <laughs> Cause I like that there's a little bit of Spanish back and forth at the beginning. And I was just like, oh, she went full on. You know, Spanish mob, you know, you do not disrespect the family. You know, it's awesome. <laughs> Love it. It's great. I told you. I told you she was going to go mob wifey. Okay. We'll get there. Okay. That's fair. Um, and then, hey, it's new Reggie. Yep. New Reggie shows up. Hey, we're here for you, man. We're here for you, man. And then the pussycats are like, we're here too. And we're ready to give Fred one of our nine lives. <laughs> it was so disgusting. <laughs> it was so dumb. So gross. And I, it's, it was just creepy. And then Josie's like, we heard you did a lineup. And, you know, did you did they catch the guy? Archie's like, no. No, we didn't. We, we couldn't find the guy. Doctor walks in. Again, I can't take you seriously with this 1935 hospital guard. Doctor well, tells you can Archie, you can go see your dad. He's in this room. And then we see another Fred flash. And they're at Pop's Diner. And Archie is showing Fred an engagement ring. Oh. Well, we should say, because the, the doctor tells him, you know, talk to your dad. Tell him good oh, things. tell him good things. And so he's trying to tell him good things. It's like, kind of limits my options. But, you know, you, I was like, you know, oh. I would have... Or no, we get there later. That's Never later. Mind. So anyway, yeah, we get the dream. Um, Archie is showing Fred an engagement ring. And Fred's like, oh, man, Veronica's going to love that. And Archie's like, yeah, she better. She picked it out. And Fred's like, yeah, that sounds about right. And then Pops walks up. And he's like, no, Fred says, hey, Pops, Archie's getting married. And Pops says, oh, that's great. Time dies. Fred's like, what? Finger point. Yeah. Pops finger points at him. And then Fred looks down and his stomach, his gunshot wound starts bleeding through his shirt. And then the bell rings. So fucking Twin Peaks. That was such a David Lynch scene. I was so excited. I was like, oh, do more. Do more. That that, That made Twin Peaks fan happy here. Yeah, oh, for sure. I loved it. I I want them to do way more of that. I really need to stop saying for sure. For sure. Yeah, it's really bad. I'm embarrassed for myself. Do I need to put that on the list? Yes, we need to add that to our list. <laughs> we'll do it. We'll do it later. We'll do it here in a minute. Uh, we, but we go walk back. Into Pops. We get to Pops. Uh, Betty and Jughead have shown up, and they see there's blood everywhere. And Pops is coming out, and he's trying to mop it up. And he's like, "Hey, we're close today, guys." Well, and he comes out ready to like hit somebody with a broomstick, <laughs> and then he sees that it's a two. No, hmm. he didn't. I don't know, but he's no. like, "We're we're close today, kids." 
Jughead asks, you know, how much did the thief get away with? And Pop says, no, he didn't, he didn't get a penny. And then he says, that wasn't a thief. We, I've seen enough thieves come through here, you know, bricks through the window during the riot. What would, yeah. What the hell are the riots? I'm in the race riots. I want to know more about the riots. Oh, I want to hear more about Pops too, for sure. I hung my head in shame. <laughs> Sorry. It's a bad <sighs> habit. I need to get rid of that. That one, that sudden, when I was watching it originally, I was like, whoa, wait a minute. This is a whole season's worth of territory we got to cover oh, here. Oh, yes. Yes. We, we're we going to have to have a lot more uh, Pops interviews. Uh, Pops goes on to say his goal was something else. It was it was something darker. It was like the angel of death had come to Riverdale. Beat, beat. And then Jughead goes, geez, Pop, lighten up. You sound like the guy from uh, Friday the 13th. And then Pop says, you know, do y'all want something to eat? And Betty starts in with, oh, no, we couldn't possibly. Oh, I'm always hungry. Yeah. And then then we cut to them, and Jughead is full-on devouring his hamburger. And Betty is just eyeballing him like, what is wrong with you? He's a he's comic book jacket. He's comic book jacket. He loves right hamburger. Now. And great. then he just looks over and he's like, some people's appetite. Some people when they see murder have no appetite. But for me, hey. my appetite increases tenfold. But he's just like, I don't it's not funny. And then he's like, I haven't, I haven't eaten, eaten since, since last night. night. <laughs> is that a quote from something? I don't know if it is, I but it's it free. has to be. It's gotta be a quote, but it's just so funny that he makes the joke. But he's like what are you doing? <laughs> uh, Betty uh, talks Jughead and is like, okay, you know, I know we're all concerned with Fred, but we've got to talk about what happened uh, with the serpents. You know, it meant something. And Jughead's trying to brush it off. And she goes, it fit you like a glove, like, like a, a second skin. Nice snake and, reference. Yeah. And she's like, you weren't acting with them. I mean, you're riding a motorcycle. Now you're riding a motorcycle, which you've never done before. And Jughead's just like, I'm not a serpent. And um, he's, and then he tells us that he is, he's talked to his foster parents, and they're going to cover with him with the social worker while he's staying in the trailer. Mm-hmm. That is some straight-up bullshit. That would never fly. Um, if he can't stay with the Andrews because Fred has a DUI... What the fuck is he doing with foster parents who would let him not live with them? It's the South Side. There's different rules, man. Shouldn't, well, it's just more proof that CPS is useless even on TV. I'm building <laughs> I'm building my theory that in season two, Jughead Jones is becoming Jackson Teller. I'm not going to entertain this. No, oh, man. No. It's just too easy. <laughs> but Jack gives reason that he wants to stay in the trailer and ride the motorcycle and keep in contact with the serpents to stay close to his dad. You know what? He's got nobody else. I get it, but really? Whatever. It's a stretch. Okay. So then we get one of the best scenes ever. After the commercial break, which is so much fun. Holy shit, Cheryl is what I wrote here. Cheryl's talking to her mother. Here's the reels, baby Jane. Yeah. <laughs> and Cheryl explains to her mother the story that she's been telling everybody. You went to save me instead of that god-awful portrait. That you love so much. 
Um, and if you don't stick to the story, I will tell everybody what really happened in the barn with Daddy. Whoa! Yeah, Daddy didn't just straight up kill himself. I think that's really what happened. Did we talk about that? A little bit. That we don't. We wouldn't be surprised if he didn't commit suicide. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was like what you did to me was abuse. It was cruel. It was cruel. And grabs. And- her oxygen hose (laughs) and bends it she goes if you breathe it's because i give you air if you drink it's because i filled your cup and if If you you move move, it better be lightly no no it will be quietly and with my blessing oh and then she she releases her her um the oxygen uh tube Mm -hmm. and penelope goes (gasps) Because, of course, she's now getting air, and she's just, like, freaked the fuck out. Things are going to be different now, Mommy. Holy shit. Cheryl's crazy, and I love it. <laughs> the best ever. But is she crazy for good or crazy for crazy? I think she's crazy for revenge right now. But from whom? Her family. Okay. Her family is the reason why she's in all this mess. Oh, she's going to go. Parents are drug dealers. Her dad killed her brother. Is she going after the other Blossoms now? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Veronica brings a gift to the hospital. First, we get a shot of Archie's really disgusting cast, which they should have fixed. That's what he should have been doing. When he was sitting right there, a nurse should have been redoing his cast. That's when they should have done it. Oh, bad okay. directing. Uh, Veronica has brought, uh, has has purchased, had Smithers go out and purchase a new wallet for Fred until they find his his old one. I do like the line where Archie's like, "When did you get a chance to get to Barnaby's?" I didn't. Fu- I sent Smithers. Is that cheating? <laughs> fucking lame. Just say Barney's. That's what you mean. People know where Barney's is. Well, there is a there is a wonderful thing called licensing <laughs> that sometimes you can't get. <laughs> I wonder. I imagine they probably asked Barnaby's Andy and DeLuca, who were like, "No, can we just?" I, I, or they were rushing and just didn't bother to get permission, so they didn't want to get sued. That's fair, but I think if so long as you're saying something positive, the likelihood that you would be referencing it. Regardless, it's entertaining. <laughs> Whatever, it's stupid. It's a sure. the fun. The fun part of the line is is that cheating? <laughs> that is funny. It's cute. Uh. Archie's is like, hey, Veronica, you know, can can I can I talk to you about all this? And before then, he gets a chance, uh, then uh, Betty and Jughead walk in and like, hey, guys, I hope you're hungry. We brought food from prop, blah, Pops. And Pops is there, too. Yeah, which is really sweet and very, like, small town. Let's make everybody feel good. So everybody cheers. That's what we do. And then we cut to the four, the foursome. They're sitting there eating and they're talking and they're like, you know, Archie, just tell us what really happened. Just come on. Tell us. Archie's like, guys, I'm so ashamed. This is the one scene where I feel like KJ is overacting. Um, This is the one scene where I'm like, ugh, all right, dude, come on. It's it's a bit much. And he explains that after his dad was shot, he was just paralyzed, and the shooter had the gun to his head, and he closed his eyes until he heard the bell ring, which meant... The, the guy was gone. He goes, I probably closed him long enough for him to take my dad's wallet. And he's like, I was a coward. I, I could have I could have done something to comfort my dad. I could have tackled the guy to get the gun away from him. And everybody is trying to reassure him. He's like, you did 
the you did the only thing you could. There's nothing. There's nothing more you could have. Done. They're being being reassuring to he him. He also did exactly the correct thing. Yeah, you, that is what you should do if you are in that situation. Yeah, you you <laughs> just give them whatever they want so that they don't kill you. Yep, and then they leave. Um, and Archie's like, but he got my dad's wallet. He has all of his information. What if he comes back? And that's where I think he's freaking out earlier. I don't yeah. think it's about what's in the wallet as much as it is. Yes. He now knows where my dad is. He knows if where he comes, lives. He knows everything about us. So he, what if he comes back for my dad? That's fair. I don't know. And they cut to Jughead and Jughead's face is like very seriously terrified. He's mm-hmm. very concerned. And rightfully so. And so then Archie goes to Fred's room and he walks in and Cheryl is kissing Fred's forehead. And he's like, what are you doing here? And Cheryl's like, you gave me the kiss of life, Archie Andrews, and now I've given it to your dad. And she goes, he's going to be fine. Toodles. Toodles. (laughs) And And Archie's like super confused by her. Archie's face face as he turns around is like, what the fuck? And so that's when Archie sits down and says, you know, I I know I'm supposed to talk about positive things and that kind of limits me right now. Um, but I, I kind of imagine what we would have talked about this morning. And then we get, he's like, I would have told you about Veronica and how amazing I think she is. And you would have said, take it slow. Nobody's getting married. Nobody's getting married. And then we get a flash and apparently we're having a Scottish wedding. (laughs) Okay. So, so let's be real. We, we saw some of the little clips and pictures and things that there was some sort of wedding. There was a wedding and Veronica was getting married. We talked about this in our spoiler section. Well, Okay. I was correct. You were correct. I was it was correct. a dream. It was a dream. I said it was either she was a bridesmaid in a vow renewal or it was a dream sequence. And it was a total dream sequence. It was a dream sequence. But that was, the Scottish part was like, wait, what? Yes. The, like the boys are wearing kilts, which is adorable and crazy. And I bagpipes. Really, and I really like their suit jackets and they've got the sigils. And, and Jughead's got his beanie, crown on. <laughs> and Mary is sitting with the Blossoms. I know! I saw it! I was like... <gasps> secret Blossom! Secret Blossom, secret Blossom stuff. Because she winks at Fred after we see all the other Blossoms in a row. Yeah. It's weird. They're definitely hinting to, to us. I'm pretty sure she's a Blossom. Something's up with her. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Pops is doing the officiating. Oh, was it? Yeah, that's that's funny. Okay, Pops that makes sense. Them. And then during the wedding, um, the shooter comes up and walks down the aisle, and Fred lunges in front of of Archie to stop it. And then Fred that's, wakes up. Fred wakes up, and Archie's like, <gasps> "Okay, Dad." And he's can, like, "Can you hear me?" Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes, and then we get a cut. Yep, we get the commercial, and then and right then after the commercial, we're we, back. We go back to it. And Archie is, you know, apologizing to his dad. And he's just like, I'm going to protect you. Uh-uh. And Fred says, son, that's why I came back, to protect you. <laughs> Fred almost died and he gave the perfect dad line. Fred's the best parent. He's the best dad ever. I love you, Luke Perry. You're <laughs> <laughs> so cute. No. Cut outside while where it's raining. Jughead offers Betty a ride home. Betty says, I think if my mother saw you drive me home on a motorcycle, she'd bring out a shotgun. <laughs> to which Jughead goes, fair enough. And then she's just like, after what you said, it, it pops. Whatever you need mm-hmm. to do or act out or just Explore, whatever. I support I... you. And they, they have a very, very nice kiss. And they have some kissing. 
It was very sweet. Yeah, and then Jughead, you know, rides his motorcycle back to the trailer, and he walks in, and there are a bunch of serpents there, and they have beaten up this guy. Well, it's tall. It's tall boy and hot dog bun. <laughs> tall boy and hot dog bun. And they're like, yeah, we we were asking around, and we got this guy who was la- who was being a loud mouth, and so after we wanted to uh, about about Hermione and her old man coming after the Andrews. Mm-hmm. So we we tried to see if you know he actually did know anything, turns and Jughead's to, like, "Well, did you?" And they're like, "Turns out he's just a loud mouth." Well, why are you here? What are you doing? Because you need to tell your dad. We wanted to show you that we did what you asked. So you can tell your dad, because it's important to us. Um, I think dad's still running stuff out of prison. Oh, for sure. <sighs> Poor Jughead. I said for sure again. With or without the jacket, you're a serpent. Mm-hmm. Which Jughead's like, wow, shit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's no two ways about it, son. Mm-hmm. Then we cut to Veronica, and she's come home, and there's mm. some nice candlelight in the house. And Hermione's like, Veronica? Miha. Miha, uh, your father's here, and Hiram has been waiting, and he says, um, I came home early to surprise you, but imagine my surprise when you weren't here to greet me. It's not like you at all, Miha. Mm-hmm. And Veronica says, uh, I've changed, but the question is, have you? And and to which Hiram responds, not so much that I don't uh, still want to kiss hello from my daughter. So That's weird. Yeah. So Veronica gives him a kiss. And everyone is very tense. And, like, Hermione's like, what's going to happen? Because, like, I've... <laughs> it's very much in, like, is he going to kill Veronica? Like, she has no idea what's going to happen. And then as Veronica's walking away from her father, she goes, oh... Mr. Andrews woke up. I'm sure we're all very happy about that. And she walks away, and then we get a lovely smile from Hiram and then Hermione. Like, because it's very uncomfortable. Well, no, no. Hermione's actually, like, legit a little, smiling. A little relieved. Well, okay. and that, that's where... Hiram again, gives her a look. Well, Hermione's, Hermione's riding this razor edge this whole time, and mm-hmm. so... Like it's hard. It's hard to know. It's like is she going full on mob boss or mob wife? She's in on it and fighting this whole business, or is she still riding that edge of I'm trying to get out of this situation, mm-hmm. trying to get away from this man, trying to get legit, trying to get everything back on track for me and my daughter? And that smile in that one moment was like, okay, yeah, we're still on that. We're still on that path of she's scared shitless of this dude. And she knows what he's capable of, but she also realizes that whatever's going on here, it's still not a problem. Because hmm. she, it's not just like a sort of, it's not just sort of a congenial smile. It's an actual relief and happy smile. Your affair theory is coming around. Yeah, I can see that happening, but I no longer think that Hiram had anything to do with this. No, I don't either. Okay. So then we cut to... Uh, Andrew's home, and Mary is back, and she's taking food up to Fred. He's now back at home. Jughead's narrating. Yeah. And he said, uh, uh, once Fred was back in his own home, Archie's true vigil began. And Archie has taken a box, and he's put it right at the in the middle of the house, and he is keeping watch between the front door and the back door, and he's got a baseball bat. Mm-hmm. Tapping on the ground. Tapping on the ground. Jughead... 
narrates some more, and apparently the angel of death has come to Greendale. And we see a little house, and we see a VW bug in front of it. And I instantly know it's fucking Grundy. Fucking Grundy. Grundy. And we go in the house, and there's a boy playing the piano for Miss Grundy. And she walks in the door, and they kiss. Wonderful progress, Ben. ben. And then they kiss way too grossly. And then she shuts the door, and, and she then, locks it. And then as soon as that's going on, we hear, la, 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 la. Creepy. She turns around, and she sees that some of the papers on one of the stools have fall, have you know fallen to the ground. Oh, the window's open. She goes to pick them up, and she's attacked from behind. By the killer. By... The man and the hooded man. The hooded man. The black hood. And then we see her feet dangle and blood rush down. Her throat has been slit. Motherfuckers, Grundy's dead. With the fucking bow that Archie gave her. Guys. 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 Oh my god. Guys. Archie. (sighs) Grundy's dead. Thank god. Yay. Yay. They brought her back just to murder her. Okay. And the only other thing you caught was the student she has. Oh, yeah. I didn't catch this. This, this. Somebody else caught it on Reddit. The student, Ben, we have previously seen as the concessions guy at the at the drive-in. It's the same guy. Gives Kevin Geller's order. Yes. And that could mean absolutely nothing. They're shooting in Vancouver. It's not uncommon for shows to use some people over again. But it could mean something, too. But I mean, he also looks a lot like Jason Blossom. He does. Just has blonde hair instead. <laughs> I'm so glad Grundy's like officially dead so we never have to see her again except for like in flashbacks and that's acceptable. But that is a cruel, twisted, and wild way for her to get murdered. And the first time I watched it I didn't realize it was a bow. And then the second time I was like, oh I thought it was fuck. a knife, but you you caught that before I did. And I was like, fuck. Woo. I would like to read you all the texts that David sent me today. <laughs> after he was watching this. Number one, they brought Grundy back. Exclamation point, question mark. They murdered Grundy? Number three. Cheryl's fucking insane. Four. Damn it to hell. <laughs> that was David's reaction to the episode. Mm-hmm. That was... Wow, guys. That was a great season opener. I know. I'm very excited for the new things. There's yeah. so much to so it's, much to get into. There was so much. I, I'm just I, I'm just going to keep thinking about it until next week. This is an annoying thing. Now we have to wait for a week. Boo. But so do y'all, so. Ha 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 So what's the plan then? The plan is we're going to keep doing this. Um, we go straight through for nine episodes before we get to hiatus. So you can expect us every Friday from here till then. Um, yeah. So what we're going to do now is we're going to take a little break and play some music. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about the next time on. And that gives y'all who don't want to be spoiled a break about any future stuff that we talk about. We'll talk a little bit more about our predictions that we've had. Maybe some new predictions. But yeah. So for now, if you guys could go to the iTunes and review and rate us. Just a star rating and a few words. You don't have to write this big long thing. Uh, that really helps drive more people to our show. That would be wonderful. We really appreciate y'all. We've gotten some wonderful feedback. We're so excited to be back with this show. And we'll see you after the music. All right. 
we're back with our preview of episode two, chapter 15, Nighthawks. With the gunmen still at large, Betty leads the charge to save Pops from closing. Jughead's attempt to find FP a new lawyer may have some serious repercussions. <clears throat> so now we get what that courtroom thing was about. So I knew that, at some point we had to at least reference a trial and sentencing or whatever with FP. Mm -hmm. Because we got to figure out how long and where he might be going to jail. Mm -hmm. So in the next episode, we see Cheryl and Betty having some girl talk. <laughs> so I, I have that feeling that Betty has gotten a whiff that maybe the fire at Thornhill wasn't an accident. And she's going to ask Cheryl about it. Yeah. So that's, that seems what that is. Um, we're definitely bearing, barreling towards a... Uh, Hiram Veronica fight. Oh sure, that's happening. Uh, everybody's working at Pops. Everybody. <laughs> yeah, it looks like they're having a pussycat fundraising thing going on there because they show the girls on top of the the I don't know the awning. The well, the and, the, and the episode says like they're trying to save Pops. Yeah. So it sounds like after <clears throat> he's the, been shut down because you of know, the murder, and they want to keep Pops open, and people are avoiding going there. So now everybody's working there. And then there's some serious whatnot going on with the killer. Yeah, and what was the thing with Archie? Well, so let's let's talk about that because you you brought up a theory about the killer to start with. Yeah, okay, so after I watched the episode, I've read all of Reddit. <laughs> a good chunk of Reddit. You love Reddit. It. Mm -hmm. I, it's interesting now that the Reddit is more active. Because <laughs> the show's going on. Popping off right now. A little bit. Um, so a lot of people's first instinct was that it's Hal is the shooter. Just with the way the shooter looks. He does look a lot like Lachlan Monroe. He does. Uh, I think that's on purpose. And then... And he also... We talked a little bit about... He also kind of looks like Tallboy. Well, you think that. I, I didn't think that. But um, I would... you know, It's kind of the same building face. But it's not. Yeah. No, it's not. They're throwing out a bunch of red herrings yeah. at the moment. And then we get the Grundy scene. And everyone started... A lot of people were talking, Oh, it's Grundy's ex-husband. Well, I don't think it's any of those. I, I do think it has to do with Grundy. But I think it's Grundy's first lo lover boy. Whoever the first underage boy that she started having inappropriate relationships with, I think it's him because she's clearly been doing this a lot. This is her MO. And I think he's been very damaged by whatever happened. And now he's grown up and he, he wants to hurt her and he wants to hurt everyone she's been with. Now we assume she had an inappropriate relationship with Jason, but he's already dead. His dad took care of that. So here's where I I think that's not necessarily on point. Is that the preview mm -hmm. has Archie talking about this guy's going after everyone I've ever cared about. Mm -hmm. So they're bringing up that Grundy got killed. So he clearly knows someone. He got killed. His dad's been shot. So he knows he's central to the killing. So somebody's... so. Here's the thing is I think you could be totally right. Mm -hmm. But I could also see that somebody's going after Archie specifically. And why? It it would be Grundy. Well, but let's let's parse this other wild idea out that just came in my head. Mm -hmm. Mary might be a secret blossom. 
What if Archie's an illegitimate blossom and somebody doesn't want that found out? There are plenty of other members of the Blossom family out there. I think if Mary's a Blossom, it's something that's not entirely a secret. But it's a secret to Archie. And to everybody else. Probably. But I don't think it's so much a secret. It's not just something that they haven't discussed. Ever. I don't know. I don't think Archie's illegitimate. That would be sad and unnecessary. Well, okay, maybe maybe not illegitimate, but let's let's. I mean, maybe not that. But he. What if he is an heir to the Blossom Throne? But who would be killing him for that? One of the other Blossoms. The family's still out there. Because the family, the board is still out there to do stuff. I know there's the board. That it doesn't make any sense because the the obvious person to go after is Cheryl. Kill Cheryl. She's the problem. And Penelope's still alive. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know. I can't even pretend to game that one out. Because Cheryl's still alive. I don't know. The the, the theory of, of the, the lover boy only makes sense if there's other tangential issues going on. And we haven't gotten Here's thing. far enough to if confirm it's, that. If it's only about Archie, they killed Grundy... And then maybe if a threat is made against Veronica specifically, because they know Veronica is his new girlfriend. Well, and at that point, for sure, we know somebody's after Archie. The question then is, who the hell's going after Archie? Yes, but that still makes sense that it would be Grundy's lover boy. Does this maybe have something to do with the wolf? No. I think that's just his insecurity dream thing. Somewhere there's a buried secret here. Of course. And I think it goes deeper than the Grundy stuff. Probably. But here's the other thing is, they kept all the Grundy stuff secret. Yeah. So his friends know, and uh, Alice knows, and probably Hal by extension now. But, so we'll see. There, There is a theory that it's Hal because Hal wants to clean up all of the... All of the bad people from Riverdale. So he would get rid of Grundy. That you know, the blossoms have already been, you know, disintegrated. And maybe Hal is trying to become the new blossom. Who knows? Which would be interesting. But again, I think they already faked us out with Hal being the bad guy before. It's pointless to do it again. Yeah. Um, without a lot more build up. Like there would have to be some character development with Hal for that to become something that they could use as a plot point. Otherwise it's just really we're doing this again. Oh, new idea. Hmm. Betty has a secret blossom brother. He's not a blossom. Oh. Well technically Betty's a blossom. But you know what I mean? We know he's got she's got a uh he's not an illegitimate well. Betty's got a secret brother. She's got her secret brother that she's gonna go find. We know that's going to happen. What if Secret Brother has found her? What if Secret Brother is the killer? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Why would he be killing Grundy? Why would he be killing Fred? He has nothing to do with the Coopers. Nothing makes any sense yet. Okay. I'm just throwing ideas. I know, it's episode one, but I think you're you're grasping at straws right now. But I no longer think Hiram had anything to do with the killing. No. Um, So I believe... I'm going to give it a few more episodes, but I think we can say that that theory has been denied in terms of my predictions. 
Yeah, we need. I mean, we need to wait. We have we have a complete vacuum of information to be able to confirm anything yet. Yes, uh, I don't think there's any on here that I can officially move to a confirmed status. I actually have created a page on our website that has all of my season two predictions, and they're all at the top, and then down at the bottom, I've got a confirmed denied. And so far, the only thing we know is that we're going to meet Veronica's old boyfriend. That's the only thing that's been confirmed. But I am very much assured that Fred is going to finalize that divorce. I think when Alice was referencing the unfinished business, I think that's his unfinished business. Aside from taking care of his son and seeing him grow up, he needs to finalize his divorce with Mary. Well, the fact that Mary's there, too, is only Mm -hmm. going to make that more necessary. Mm -hmm. But is that going to mess with Archie even more? Maybe. It's going to make things more complicated with Veronica. Yeah. Because I think... Mary's got Veronica's number. Oil and water. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. So I think that's really it. I hate that I have to wait till next week. Yeah, we do have to wait. Okay. So if you've listened to this so far, shoot us an email, find me on Reddit, shoot me a message, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of the places, and let us know what you thought about this episode. What, do you th- what are your predictions? What do you think about our predictions? Let us know. If we get stuff, we might read it. We will read it. On the microphone, though. Perhaps, yes. I think um, if we get a little more uh, direct engagement, we'll start reading your stuff and talking about that more specifically. So hit us up. Yeah. Hashtag Go Bulldogs. Take a moment to review and rate us on iTunes, and for questions and comments, drop us an email at macintoshandmod at gmail.com.